episode 12 of the Never Not Climbing podcast. Back with my man, TTT Tyler Taliaferro. I'm not going to say his middle name. We had another ridiculous conversation. Um, fucking, fucking love talking to you, man. Uh, y'all enjoy. Lock in. Oh, man. You're wasting time if you spend it doing something you love. Exactly. Um, all right. Enjoy. Let's start this thing, man. <clears throat> We're starting. It's time for the Never Not Climbing podcast. Welcome back, dude. Oh, dude, I'm back. It's me. So uh, turn my mic up a so, tiny so, so, bit. So, why is clickbait misinformation? Oh, Tell dude. me, Tyler. I brought this up at a party. Okay. Um, clickbait. Oh fuck! <laughs> Just putting me right in it. Clickbait is misinformation because nobody actually wants to read any articles that they're suggested anymore. So whenever you see a you know an article and it's like JLo is a racist it's like well, hey how could Jennifer Lopez be a racist she's JLo um but second of all i want to know more about why you think this you know because i feel like that's a pretty that's a pretty obtuse statement you know i mean it seems like all it takes is a phrase from somebody nowadays to like decide who they are, at least in, in the media sense of things. And so when someone puts up an article, it's just like, JLo's racist. Well, A, half the people are ever gonna, who read it are gonna click on it. And even people who click on it aren't gonna read the whole goddamn thing. So basically it's just... I think it's like... I think people have always had those opinions about people and shit, like controversial mm-hmm. shit comes up, you know, in the, in like the seventies, eighties, nineties, I'm like in Hollywood, like everyone had an opinion about that shit. There were paparazzi back then, but not everyone had a phone to tweet about it and like really, you know, put their idea out there. So it was, it's kind of changed in that way, but. I don't know. It's okay. it's kind of okay. Let me let me all, just a thought. No, it's Go a ahead. good thought, but I will say, you know, the new, you know, the printing press, the fucking newspaper, that shit's been around forever. And even when we first started doing that, the headline has always been the biggest piece of news. That's what it is. It's like a headline is literally an indicator of the piece of news that this thing, this article, this newspaper, whatever this is going to be about, at least in a majority sense, and. I bet even back in those days, people would get their newspaper and, you know, it'd be folded because they picked it off of their front porch and be able to read the headline right there. And even if that day they didn't have time to read the paper because, you know, they have to go to work, they would still see the headline. And it relies on people actually reading the article so that when they discuss it, that knowledge is passed on so that people know that JLo is not a racist. JLo just happened to say something that someone at some random magazine or newspaper disagreed with. All right, so let's cut to the chase. Uh, so why aren't people reading? And why aren't people diving into articles? And why aren't people actually curious enough to get to the bottom of stories and not willing to, like, take stuff at face value? Dude, Break that down for me real that's, quick. That's why, do you, like, why do you think that? Well, hey, that's a great question, and I'm glad that you asked me because I've, I've never gotten to, like put it into the perfect phrase so i guess i'm going to give it a shot here um people do not like a lack of instant gratification people have always wanted the most for the least the fastest and now that we have smartphones and the internet and high-speed internet at that um, everything is a click away literally everything so knowledge is closer than it's ever been before And so people are adapting to quick and easy snippets of info that matter for a limited period of time because we have the 24-hour news cycle. And it feels like sometimes a scandal will really happen, like, say, the Me Too movement. That'll happen, and that'll be a large-scale thing that will stay on the radar for a while. And the news that happens below it usually tends to get snuffed out because there's there's a big wave of something going on that's... Um, really defining the tone of a conversation for a time. 
and then those events will go away and whatever little pieces of information got flooded out from the prior cycles is buried in this vast library that's honestly more like a ball pit of information in that sure you can access a ton of information but it's what you can see on the top of the ball pit that you can actually look at and say what it is and things just get jumbled and things go further down in the ball pit and my metaphor <coughs> is losing its structure here but you get the idea like mm -hmm. i said i haven't said it perfectly before but people just love the instant gratification so whenever they think about reading a whole book it's like well i mean can't i just get the cliff notes like can i just get that headline can i get that instant gratification so why don't people like reading it's like what's turning people off from reading I, like I have my own idea about it, but what? Like, people why do you think, think they know? People are confident in their knowledge now because of how the internet, because of Google, because of Wikipedia for one, because of Google, because mm -hmm. of any online information site that has declared itself trustworthy. Mm. And for some people, just the fact that it's on Google is trustworthy. Yeah, which I is was... like that's like saying just because, like, you read it in the library means it's true. It's like no. Even then, that isn't true because you have to look into who wrote those books and what their sources are because not all publishers have the same rules about this shit. It's like there are so many exceptions to the rule that it's impossible to pick out one thing about one source and say that it's a thing. J-Lo cannot be a racist because of one person's opinion on J-Lo. It has to be J-Lo did this because that, and that is the fact. And when you present the facts as information instead of the take as information, people can form their own opinions and talk about things. So we should not be spreading opinions on facts. We should be spreading facts. Because at least then, facts don't get lost history because we can look back and know what happened. But when people are going to look through archives of the internet and see clickbait headlines, well, A, they're not going to want to read them. <laughs> and B... All they're going to be looking at is misinformation. That's a misrepresentation of history. You speak the truth, man. Yeah. I, can... <laughs> I agree with that. Um, I think that I think that people are people's attention spans are getting a lot smaller. I think that we're moving away from a lot of our our natural primal tendencies and like thought patterns um this this whole movement towards like inner peace and meditation and all that that's all calming this primal monkey mind that we have and uh to a certain extent it's it's okay we have more control but it's all it's also like like this is so recent and we're only starting to have the this space and peace like quote unquote peace uh um to really develop this like new way of thinking and being and um i don't know we're in like this adjustment period and we're also like in taking in information in ways that we really never have before by like watching three minute videos that sum up gr huge ideas that you really can't sum up in a three minute, two minute, 30 second video maybe. And so, uh, talking about you vice, um, <laughs> called out. So, well, some other people too, just like, you know, I mean, shit, um, you can, you can really pick a, pick a name out of a hat and whether it's, you know, fucking info wars or, New York Times, you're going to find something that is opinion piece rather than fact. And that's dangerous, man, because that's how we that's how we divide is by making issues, it's by making mountains out of molehills. Because the fact is a lot of issues are lo should be at least in in the in the human monkey brain should be local. You know, the person who leads your tribe is usually in your village. And your village is usually its own group, you know, that's tribalism, right? But tribalism now is 
this weird evolution because the villages are super spread out. The villages are part of sub-villages, which are part of a bigger village, which is part of a super village, you know? And we're all expected to have opinions about things that in reality should have absolutely no bearing on us. Actually, you know, I think we should... I think we should all have our opinions, but I don't... I think there's no point in having an opinion unless you can't change something pretty quickly. And I was... This is why I asked you about Jason Silva earlier before the podcast, mm-hmm. because I was... I've been... So there's really no point in having an opinion on something you can't change, right? So why can't we have national votes on Facebook where if... A, if twenty million, no, no, if one million uh, clicks, if there are one million uh, thumbs up on the <laughs> on Facebook supporting the legalization of say marijuana, then it happens like that kind of thing. Why can't we make stuff that immediate? That's an actual democracy. People can, people have the internet. And they can make up their minds at home. And they shouldn't have to fucking vote every few months or every four years. They should be able to vote at the drop of a fucking hat. Because we have enough people to, like, fill the jobs now. And so, why aren't we? Why aren't we filling the jobs with the right people? That's a really crucial role. Or a really crucial event that needs to, like... Something that needs to happen and change. And I think we're moving somewhat towards it with people like um the the woman who's who's uh i don't remember what she's doing in new york but ocasio cortez or something oh alejandra ocasio cortez yeah she's she's pretty cool and uh we need more people like her and so we need to be able to like vote really quickly we need to promote that i think i think the honestly our generation is going to get to like be 20 and 30 and we're gonna be like what why the fuck aren't we doing this shit we've pretty much grown up with this technology why the hell aren't we doing this stuff so easy go ahead i I can hear you got an idea bro let's see okay so first of all for anyone who thinks that paulo means actually through facebook he doesn't mean actually through facebook because paulo knows that facebook is probably not a secure way to send a vote but the idea is basically you should be able to vote easily quickly and immediately and the government should issue small, secure phones or something so that every single motherfucker has one and we can all... It, it, they literally have two buttons or like five. Yes, or no. and it has just a few options and it, you literally read about what you want on your other smartphone or t- device and then you tap the button that, you, that represents what you want to vote for. It's easy and it's immediate. And we, we ensure that it's safe and secure. But here's, yeah, here's the side point of that, right, is humans aren't perfect. So we, it kind of, that, that relies that whoever is providing those, I guess in the U.S. government's case, it would be bills, whoever would be writing the bills for the people to vote on, it would be local politicians and congressmen, senators, etc. So those people have to be introducing these ideas to implement for everybody they represent which is why the house of representatives was supposed to it was supposed to exist in the first place and oh my gosh okay the house of representatives was built for like a smaller united states for one because when it <laughs> started sure. there were not 400 no 525 35 representatives in the house there were a few hundred you know i mean maybe even less like as states grew and then some states have bigger districts they get more representatives but now we can gerrymander which means basically we can alter what a group looks like compared to what it actually is so like you know i'm in a political district with people who are living in dallas and i live in downtown austin yeah so it's fucked because very clearly I, living in fucking North Campus, um, do not have the same issues as people in Dallas. No way in hell do you have the same issues as the, the people in Dallas. God damn. Have you been so, to Dallas? 
Y'all. Don't go to Thaz. Y'all. With like the drawn out L's. Go to Dallas. And then drive up to Austin. God, dude. Oh my God. Such a big difference. In any case, what were you saying? So, basically, I'm adjusting here. Basically, I want the system that people like you and I can come up with to work. But the problem is, is that I feel like we're optimistic. And we recognize that if everybody were like you and me, in that we are willing to, you know, walk in other people's shoes and try and think from other perspectives than our own to solve problems. I don't think the right way to phrase it is like you and me. Well, I think we are open-minded individuals that are that mean good mm-hmm. and want good for just about everyone except for really really bad people that should probably be behind bars like yeah. the very few people yeah there, there's not that actually, people who like, commit actual crimes yeah, actual, hurt actual people exactly so um i th- i think a lot of people have those values deep down but i think that our current political system and like the fact that you that basically you have only two people to choose from when it comes down to a president and you have to pick between um, black and white, not like skin color, but like black and white, one option, like and blue and red. Like different. it's like you get two options. It's kind of fucked. And so, um, you know, the third party are almost never, never, yeah, never, never, never. <laughs> never. So, um, you know, that's the issue. Those are some of the issues too. Of course, because how is one guy who lives literally 2000 miles away from us supposed to represent our needs the same as someone who lives just as far away but is in a completely different part of our country same deal with schools mm-hmm. i mean the the idea that you can implement rules rules not encouragements but literally restrictions on people from thousands of miles away via people they've never met to me feels insane because and an awful lot like big brother exactly they're an awful lot like big big brother god and it just gets worse when you think about the fact that hold on i want to find this thought don't don't leave me yet i'm just gonna cut back into it we're talking about differing opinions where you live When you think about the fact that these groups are, like I was talking about, when you think about the fact that they're gerrymandered, basically it means that however a group is manipulated at a given point in time, it's extremely likely to remain that way unless people actively change where they live to change their vote, which honestly, it's funny to think about because there are laws that make it illegal for U.S. citizens to try to leave our country to break laws or to do something that would be breaking a law in the U.S. I think, um, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like getting punished for going somewhere and doing something illegal in a country where it's not illegal. It's like, I don't know that it's ever really enforced anymore, but it, at one point, definitely was. And I think that's what um, whistleblowers are all about. And like, you know, like Edward Snowden goes, went to fucking a million different countries for asylum until eventually he got deported because the U.S. was like, bro, he did something illegal and we want him back in our country. It's like he escaped a jail and has to go back to it. I mean, of course, now you have to think about people who are like mass murderers. Like if, you know, Hannibal Lecter ate like 300 people in the United States and then just went to Argentina and we couldn't retrieve him, that might be an issue. So government has such political representation now on a global scale that it's basically we we can lie as a front and say that a person has much more value than they're worth because one man leads our country who is basically given freedom to act in whatever way he feels is best and so if he has a grudge against a guy who said some shit that he didn't like he can use the full power of the government to retrieve that man from anywhere on earth and punish him pretty much to whatever point he would like because he gets to define 
a whole generation of Americans and what they believe in. So basically there is too much influence for how big groups of people are and open-minded folk like you and myself, I know I've already used this, but open-minded folk who think about the scenarios they're in and look at what's wrong and think on the big picture instead of on the local picture can start to figure this out. Helps that we're young and that this is we're we're looking at this world like not like we're let's conquer everything and let's be the biggest but like let's set this up for the long run and let's let's set this up so that we can you know eventually escape the earth and and watch it get burnt up from by the sun from afar like that's that's the kind of future Tyler and I envision I know that we have that kind of vision um because we've spoken about it quite a few times but like that's that's some that's that's some possible stuff um and it's big picture and it's like it's kind of a long shot but um but I think with the internet and our generation uh I think it's really possible uh I truly do and um I don't know like I can't really say much past that I'm like I'm trying to make it happen and I think it's going to be a fun ride trying to make it happen. Like that's, it's going to be a really good time uh, because it's, it feels like you're, we're in a movie. feels like we're in a movie with this, like, like, especially our, our generation, we've reached a few like kind of big moments in history. And we're like, we're at this precipice, 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 precipice. And, uh, and uh, we're about to tip over and start going downhill on that roller coaster it's gonna be fun dude um and uh right don't they tip they, they go yes, up 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 yeah, up they, up yeah. and they just go <laughs> and uh man no i, I totally yeah <laughs> get ready um, buy a pocket knife make sure you have a multi-tool get a go bag get some water make sure you yeah get some water water filter some Water, or some food. Dude, you you need to understand that if everything goes to shit, the solution is not to separate yourself from the people around you. It's to talk to them and work together and recognize that there are some things that we don't have control over and we have to be willing to compromise always. Even when we're running out of food, even when we're running out of water, whenever people are literally being flooded out of their homes because you decided that you like using your car and don't want to ride a bike. Um, and you caused the flooding that kicked those people out of their homes that now is the time to treat them with kindness and understand that people are about to lose so much control, but we can use that as a ramp to gain more control over our lives than we've ever had before. Because it's really going to take a large-scale change for people to live happily and not be afraid of society, but embrace it and learn to love it and learn to love the people you're around and the things you do. Live in a society without money, in a society without a seven-day work week, in a society where you can choose the lifestyle that you desire, even if it is a seven-day work week, even if it is getting a lot of money. It's about forgetting the things that we value today so that the things we value tomorrow are truly meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we need to adopt values that further ourselves, not only today, but down the road and like a long, a long ways down the road. I think that's that's the healthiest way of going about it, um, for sure. And it's going to take a little bit to, to master that and get really good at it. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird, dude. It's weird. I think that, I don't think, I mean, I think the, (sighs) I think we're slowly getting more enlightened. 
Mm-hmm. But it's it's gonna take a while. Take steps. Yeah. I don't know. I was talking about this at the other night at this party about. <sighs> it's kind of a. I I really don't know how I feel about saying it, but it's like. Like, how serious are you about global warming if you drive a car? Legitimately. Because I ride a bike. And I do ride in a car sometimes, for sure. But, um, like, almost for the most part, entirely, I take a train or ride a bike. And, like, I like it. It it definitely makes me happier. It's nice that I have the, like, skills and fitness and know it all to ride a bike and if even if I get a flat or anything like that mechanical issues I can get myself out of that and that's a good feeling so it's like uh, it like I don't want to call people out for driving because like I get it we're like our entire society is built around cars like that was the way just cities were set up originally and then like the advent of the highway and like mass producing cars kind of changed that and the skyrocketed the uh, in human population also didn't help, obviously, but that those are just like factors we didn't really have control over, and so I don't know. We, I, like bike tech. See, I work at a bike shop, and bike technology is getting really cool, and I'm really excited about it. And like, there are these electric bikes that cost less than a car, right? But you could, they are, dude. They're so fast, and I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to like be a super plug yet. Um, yeah, of of bikes, right? But uh, electric bikes are super cool. Go test ride some. I guarantee you, you'll be blown away if the, it's a good electric bike. Um, and it like more more people should do that shit because everyone's like, oh, I want to be outside, but like everyone's talking no. No action, and I'm all about that fucking action. You gotta walk the walk, man. Uh, if you want to talk the talk, like I, the thing is, I love talking the talk. I love talking shit. I love being able to talk shit. I love being able to talk knowledgeable, knowledgeably about stuff. But you gotta put the fucking work in to do that stuff. And that work, like a lot of people, to the from the outside, a lot of to a lot of people, that work doesn't look enjoyable. And I'm, dude. Man, if there's, like, one thing I could, like, tell people, it's, like, yo, dive into something. It's so much fun. Riding bikes has taught me so much, honestly. I, t- I talk about it so much with people. Like, I've learned so much from bike riding. Go. You know what happened? Go, go, go. Yeah. All right, here's what I think happened. I think America is responsible for the spreading of what I call the lazy gene. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think that when America was founded... Shit was so good at first, in a white man sense, because A, you had slaves who worked for nothing, who would literally produce money for you by farming and making cotton and shit. So, you there were people who lived generations where they didn't do any work, and they literally rode their way to the top on the on human backs on through slaves, and. Uh, there was no more desire for true work. There was a desire for quick solutions to difficult problems. And since America is capitalist, the main problem everyone began to have was money. And so it became, what is the fastest way to make money? Well, slaves. Being the boss. Yeah, being the boss, being at the top. And a lot of people became bosses all over America and then people immigrated and then the bosses and the people from other countries, eventually all the genes cross over, but you eventually get this. It's very diluted, but it's a gene that lives on because of the way that we live, which is basically by guaranteeing monetary security for our offsprings and people grow up knowing their parents have money and will give them money. And some people, push their kids out of the house and make them work for it and they, they shed that gene I think I think they actually get it so deep in their head that they know that whoever comes after them has to know it too that they need to work to get what they want and slowly but surely we're trying to kind of purge this like 
this lazy status quo that I think is in everyone's head so that people understand that life can be good if you work for it. And that's the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a handout for everybody. But at the same time, the lazy gene says, what if I never wanted to do any work at all? I just wanted to lay around and do nothing. And so people feel held back, feel like they shouldn't do the work because if someone else does the work for them and they know that other people are doing the work, they can relax thinking, oh, that guy's got my back. Mm. I think that's also driven by... It's it's driven by materialism, which is also driven by capitalism, obviously, but um, I think we're moving away from that to a certain extent. Uh, largely in part that... Uh, because technology is consolidating things like not many people carry around a bunch of notebooks and shit like that they carry around a phone and a laptop maybe a small notebook and uh and so we're just like moving towards fewer and fewer things it's the same same way in the households a lot of people like most household households at least in my neighborhood have like Alexa or something like a smart fridge or some bullshit. I don't know. I don't like that stuff. It's not for me, but, um, I like, I, I honestly do aesthetically. I can't stand new stuff. Like I like, I like it. It looks all spaceshipy, but I, I really like a little bit of grunge. I want some like lived in feel. I want some, I don't know. I just like that more, but whatever. Um, I got on a little tangent, but, uh, yeah, I think we're moving towards like less things. And I think that's affecting the way people perceive money. And I think people, I think people want to live longer. And I think, I think people want to be healthier and fitter for longer. And so I think people are going to start being smarter with their money. I think they're going to be going to start being smarter with their bodies and their health and their what they put in their their mouth hole and um and i think because because that's what i'm seeing with on it and what joe rogan and aubrey marcus are preaching not preaching but like what they promote with on it and spreading and what they talk about it's like human optimization let's let's do this shit right right and I don't think that in 50 years a lot of people will be fucking fat or like unhappy or all this shit like I think we'll I think we'll have different problems I think oh. we'll have moved on to a whole new range of problems but we'll we won't be dealing with like how do I walk up this small hill or this this is too many steps up to the parking garage. Like no no fucking way. Cause those are lame problems, y'all. You should be able to sprint up ten floors, no problem. You should be out of breath, but you should be like, whoo, let's go, let's go, motherfucker. All right, what are you gonna say? I know you got something to say, brother. <laughs> um, I mean I'm with you, and I think that um. It's it's a, it's tough because everyone is different. There are some people who, um, for some, you know, okay, I would call you. I I would say you have what I would call the Darwin advantage. In that, um, if everything fell to shit and we had to start hunting and gathering and um, go back to like a basic society, you would probably do just fine because you're faster than the average person. You're fitter than the average person and you know how to communicate like a smart person and so with those abilities even in a more basic society or even a complete lack of society you have survival skills but there are people whose generations whose families um, have just been going on for so long and that they lived off that laziness that I was talking about those people would be hopeless and 
that's literally just natural selection just making its way back around as it always does because I guarantee you it's going to find its way back to us because we are currently naturally selecting ourselves by fucking killing the planet yeah look (laughs) it's everyone's decision man like people don't want to like own it like it's their decision but it's it's your decision at the end of the day when I was like six and my parents fed me like they were insistent on feeding me organic food and stuff like that at the end of the day like I watched very little TV, but I saw that, like, I saw all these, like, shows and commercials for getting slimmer, right? Because it was, like, early 2000s, and we were just starting to get this this fat wave. And I remember making this, like, vow to myself. I was like, never. Never. Uh-uh. I will not do that. And I'm not, like, uh, like, it's, it's hard to say that and be like, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not against fat people. Yeah. But, like... I want people to be happier, and I believe that you, you're going to be happier if you can move quickly and gracefully and swiftly. Like, what? How, does that sound bad to you? Right. Like, <laughs> for real. <laughs> come on. Have you? And so, <laughs> yeah, so, like, come on, bro. Just, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever considered um, just slowing everything down? Just As in? As in, okay, so, like, Hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. if we wanted to solve climate change, um, if everyone just stopped driving cars, it would. Ha- I feel like we would curb our CO two emissions so fast. I mean, as as a race, cars done. That's it. Just that one change. We would fundamentally change everything because we we have cars, which gives us instant instant basically instant travel accommodation like people can get places so quick and make things happen so fast that uh, negative patterns can um, be picked up so much quicker so when people don't realize a pattern is negative then they don't realize what they're doing to their own world but if everyone got rid of their car and we all agreed to it. There was no, if we were unanimously agreeing, all right, cars are done. We're just going to accommodate for it. Like we're going to understand that for the next probably like five years, people are going to start breeding horses and like buying them and selling them and trading them the way they used to. But we're never going to bring cars back. It's always going to be horses. This is it. In terms of transportation, horses, small planes, small boats. No excess. See, that's that's what I want. I want. I still want to be able to fly somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's the most convenient, well, we have to, amazing thing. Yeah, you you, ha- you have to be able to explore the world. You and, need trains. Mm-hmm. You need, yeah. You basically need a, a lot of rail systems. You need personal rail mm-hmm. systems, which would be so cool. Yeah. You need um, small planes. A f- you know fewer. You know what you need. Solar you need power. a d- fucking solar power, and whatever you build just needs to run off the sun. That's all you need. Fuck if yeah, we can dude. just run this shit off the sun instead of off dinosaur bones, <laughs> then we would be in such a good place. You know why? Because that sun keeps burning, man. All right, and we can hold on to its energy all the fucking time. It's okay if it takes a little while. We just have to figure out how to use less of it. And once we figure out how to use less of it, we figure out how to take in more well, of it. Well, you just have to stop putting money into gas and start putting it into solar and start putting it into wind. And then you, you have we, a if lot. If mandated solar, like immediately, just be like, all right, gas cars, you guys, done. Five years. They're gone. No, it, it, We can no longer, as an earth, produce gasoline cars. You know what years. I think we should do? I think we should try to build a bridge to the moon with cars. I feel like that might not go well. Just because the moon is always in a relatively distant, different place from the sun. So when you try to build up to it, it would always be in a different spot. But you could schedule the building so that, according to the lunar cycle... So you could just get smashed by it at some point? Yeah, exactly. At some point, it would... It Who's would... in? <laughs> Alright, guys. Email nevernotclimbing at gmail.com. It's actually Ghost Ninja. Oh, never mind. Um... My my emails down below. <laughs>
Oh man. Uh <laughs> so ideas, bro. So ideas, man. Solar. Just go solar, guys. Solar. Just go solar and let let the scientists figure out some crazy hype batteries. Better yet, um bike bike to work. <laughs> Not hard. Bike to work, stop, be a badass. Stop buying a house that's like thirty miles away from where you work, you crazy fucker. You know how much pollution you make every day making that drive? Faux rizzles, my man. I mean, dude, take the bus. I mean, take the train. I'm a hypocrite. I drive a car, but I work in film, so I have to fucking lug around gear everywhere. <laughs> I mean, shit. If I could, if I hey, had a... whoa. Whoa. I ride a bike. I've lugged around gear. Not as much as you have. I do video, my man. You know, you I know, do some video. I, it's I, not I carry like you. these big-ass softboxes. Oh, uh, yeah. I got... Lenses See, on cameras on lenses you, on lighting stands on okay. stands. Okay, sell your car. Flags. Sell your car. Get an electric bike, with like get the most powerful like electric bike, and then get a trailer, and then you're Gucci. No, dude, you will be able to go just as fast, especially in traffic. You'll make great time. I need um. It's what it's what I want to do. Look, but here's the deal. Alternatively, my car could just run on solar panels. True, you should. And get so like this, a this Tesla is, and yeah. start so hooking I, up I don't support, solar panels. I don't support solar the idea panels. that like I could just stop using my car today because I'm not monetarily able. But like I no, said, I if, ev- if everybody agreed and we agreed to accommodate everyone for the next five years to make that happen, that's a different story. Totally. Because the first thing we're going to do is as a race be like, all right, we got to figure out clean, quick energy now. <laughs> because guess what? Gasoline cars are out. That's what I'm saying. If if we set a five year limit on gas power, just no more coal, no more gas, no more dirty energy. Nothing. I think I don't think the way of doing that honestly is though is like making one huge like change to legislature, some bullshit like that. I think every individual has to go into their work and be like, "Look, I'm gonna start riding my bike. Maybe we can like." Like, if everyone started to do that, everyone could be like, look, we need to start shifting schedules. If everyone does it, we can do it. Right. We can we can still work. But you, and you have to accommodate every guy. That means the, the dude who has, like, a 50-mile commute because he lives out in fucking Denton. Like, I worked with dudes who lived out in, like, fuck, an hour That's drive. fucked up, y'all. I, I, okay, I, so companies should, like... Hire in a radius, like Jimmy John's? Fuck. Nah, it should be, like, like no... They, don't. they serve within a radius. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like come to, there should be like buses, electric buses that pick people up for work. And school buses exist because of school districts. I mean, look, we don't gerrymander school districts, and it kind of makes sense. But then again, mandatory education's bullshit. So, a hundred, dude, don't get me started. That's not this podcast. Right, that is not this podcast. Um, Unless you want it to be, but I feel like that's like four hours of conversation right there. <sighs> There's so much to be said about this. That'll, that'll have to be like its own podcast, for sure. Yeah, maybe a series. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Because that's that's an issue that can probably actually change. <laughs> that could make real change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're we're going too much into it already. No oh, fuck. <laughs> Yo. You know what I hate? What? Nothing, because I don't think spreading negativity is a good idea. Ooh, I like that. That was a little bit pretentious, for sure, but, like, because, like, I think you should be okay with hating, um, like... Stuff. Stuff. Maybe stuff, but I think it's, like, it's probably okay to hate, like, the person that killed your mom. You know, if your mom is hypothetically killed by someone. All right, where do you draw the line for hate? Like, what's the least someone has to do? Yeah. The the least thing someone has to do for me to hate them. I don't know. I mean, I've never, I've definitely never tread that line before. But I will say that um, I believe that love is like the opposite of hate. So like, but at the same time, they're super closely related emotions. Because if you love somebody and 
they betray that those emotions it's really easy to just hate them immediately because you have so much energy invested in that person that was like covered with this positive veil well you have so many beliefs about your world Mm -hmm. and through them that when they break that glass Mm -hmm. they a lot of your world comes like crashing down and so yeah can't do that to people no but i definitely dislike plenty of folks and i think that Mm. you totally have the right to dislike somebody i also think it's not like even if you've done shit in the past and you you're disliked by certain people who gives a fuck man you can like it's it's all right to put that behind you and and not have to justify that to anyone else i think that's the biggest part to where when you know you're past something and you know you're better than something you've done in the past, that's important because it's not like at the end of the day, it's not about validation and who forgives you or who doesn't. It's about you forgiving yourself so that you next time, like if you see that person or those people or whatever, you can be like, yo, my bad. Like I just, not just that, but like, you know, you There's do what you what you can to say, I'm past that and I can't do anything. Like, I'm not, yeah, I lost yeah, the train of thought at the end. There is an equal amount of responsibility required there. Like, if you yourself are willing to forego a mistake that you once made or that someone else made that changed you, it's important to talk to people about it after the fact because... That every there's a balance, right? The things that you say make people feel things, and the things people say to you are going to make you feel things. So, even if you come to an inner resolution and you might forgive yourself for making a mistake, talking to the person that is related to said issue is important, and being willing to forgive is super important. Like, even though I have people that I dislike, I don't think there's anybody who i couldn't talk to that i have those feelings towards because if we can't talk about things that happen between each other then things get buried and when things get buried they come up in really nasty ways and you have to try and call yourself out when you make mistakes and don't let people get away with shit that is wrong You know, I mean, we have to be accountable for ourselves and it's really important that we continue to talk and dialogue. 100% dude. I dig that. Definitely stuff I've learned through experience and through screwing up, but that's all right. (laughs) Yeah. We learn from mistakes, man. Yeah. Uh, for sure, dude. That's good shit. Overall. Um, Losing my steam, man. It's late. It is late. I mean, what's about an hour, 52 minutes? Oh. I got an idea we could start on. Mm -hmm. Um, Not doing that kickback kind of like... Just kickstarted this like let's do stuff like all together super easy like easier than i thought to just be like hey let's all get together and talk <laughs> like i don't know that's why i hit you up for pace bend and um that kind of thing it's it, like let's just start the community thing let's just start something let's just get the same people together and build from there because who knows it's it's a cool thing and we like we need community more than ever i I bring this up like all the time it's weird i talk about a lot of the same shit over and over again but i have like different ideas every time um but yeah community is so important yeah i think we've lost touch with it so much and it makes me sad um so 
people have a hard time like looking each other in the face even when they walk by each other on the sidewalk like that's what i've noticed like no one wants to like acknowledge or look you in the eye it's weird it's like come on man um it really bothers me because it it shows this like massive insecurity and um i don't know i feel like it it's maybe loneliness loneliness and shame people don't really think they're worthy of like owning it and looking up or look like you know chin up looking at someone um <laughs> exactly <laughs> fucking goofball and uh that the, ah, man that's that's big dude um sometimes i have a hard time with it but overall it's like yeah no problem with it i can walk with confidence i i really believe that oh like um if you walk in to somewhere and you act like you own the place it's the best way of building confidence and uh or building confidence and also just being feeling comfortable somewhere because it's it's just yeah it's just the way to set the tone you gotta you gotta set it from the very beginning it's very yeah. essential to do that pause that so i um just remembered something uh that i wrote in my phone forever ago i wrote it on november 30th 2015 at 11:35 a.m and it says if i spend all my time thinking on what's wrong in other people i will never realize my own faults in that judgment Learn to adapt and work in unison with those who surround you. And so for roughly four years now, I have been... Woke, woke. as fuck. Woke. <laughs> Fucking woke. And I think that if you follow a mantra like that, it's really easy to go past the bullshit and tackle issues that are real and try to change problems that are real and believe in yourself and know that you're at the forefront of doing what's important and that is changing the world for the better rather than just being okay with how it is now heck yeah always getting better no never not climbing all that good shit tyler's looking for something right now um i found it Yeah, I had those ideas from, like, probably my first school, maybe. I got, like, started in those ideas from, it was a pretty relaxed school. We went to school three days a week, five hours a day, I think. And it was, like, really chill. <clears throat> I had two buddies who I had already gone to preschool with at that school, and it was just very relaxed. And I remember, like kind of figuring out that if you were everyone's friend you had no enemies and so it was um i didn't master it by any means but um but i kind of understood the principle and it's kind of it's kind of interesting to go to like turn 18 and be in the adult world and like now realize that the capitalist world is very much a rivalry-driven, competitive, high-ego game. Mm -hmm. And um, and that very few people play like I plan to play. Yeah. And so, it's strange. I also think that we're moving more towards kindness because we're dealing with overpopulation and this this kind of jammed together feeling with all the traffic and all this shit with like larger cities. And so, yeah. We're in close quarters. So Definitely. we have to treat each other more kindly because people will blow up if they don't get their steam out. And so we're figuring out, people figure out healthier ways to get that steam out. Um, or sometimes they don't and they just end up beating the shit out of each other. So it kind of varies, but... 
when you know that it's important to talk about your problems and not get caught up in your own personal emotions, it's a lot easier to go about that open mindset. I mean, that is the open mindset, really. I mean, the, I think um, what I immediately thought of was um, the, some of the people I knew in school who I, I tried to kind of share my philosophy that I, that I spoke about earlier and, and be like, why do we argue about this kind of stuff? I mean, just because we can't agree how to move forward on this one issue doesn't mean that we have to not be kind to each other or not talk. It doesn't mean that we have to be rude to each other. I mean, we can agree to disagree. And I think that with enough time, we will always agree on something provided the right information is provided. I think that the moral compass is universal. I think it's merely circumstances that people are put in that temporarily affect that compass. I think politics really tear people apart, honestly, because it's really hard to get along with someone who um, who really doesn't share the same val- like you know values as you and um, not that it's actually really hard, but just that the media makes it out to be really hard and uh, social media makes it out to be very hard. Um, Have you seen, um, Joe Rogan talked about this, um, there's this video of this machine that vibrates at different frequencies, and at different frequencies it creates different patterns, that as, oh my gosh, oh the face he's making right now is getting me so excited, um, basically as it, uh, the frequency of the vibration increases, it creates she starts moaning louder it creates (laughs) god damn it paulo it creates more complex patterns in the material that's being uh, moved around usually it's sand and uh you rub it against the table right when there's some like beads or sand on the table dude i'm gonna show you this fucking video and it's gonna go in the link of this fucking podcast um but i think that people are actually a like affected by um, the frequencies they're surrounded by. The type of music you listen to is, it's crazy. You can put people in the same room as music designed to play at a certain wavelength and they will all act in a very similar way provided they follow the, the tone of the room which usually they end up doing after whatever period of time passes. Uh, And it can be physically manifested, not just like on, you know, on sand with with a machine, but like in our minds and the way that we act and the way that we think. Can you dance as well to a silent room as you can with loud ass fucking music? No, you fucking can't, man. You need this flow. You need this rhythm. You need something to set it to. You need atmosphere. It's I, that's why I love music, and that's why I love bringing speakers somewhere, and that's why I value having a UE boom so much. Is because it's it's atmosphere at your fingertips, and it's just so quick, and you can find so much like any music, so any song, any album so quickly on spotify or anything like that it's like boom all right it's gonna feel like a movie because some one thing i really liked about movies as a kid is this the background music because i wanted to run out onto a field with thousands of people sitting in the grandstands around me with this amazing chant and this music just thundering and just being like fuck yeah and i re and like i it was never like that on the field and that's one thing I really like. That's one thing I like about not competing over competing more than almost anything else is because I can, on a, when I race bikes, I can't listen to headphones. But when I get on my gravel bike and I race down a trail at 30 miles an hour, which is excessive, like quite excessive, but I have music pounding in both headphones and I have like the wind just rushing. There's no fucking... There is no feeling like that. 
you know, there, there's literally nothing like that. There's like my my speaker is waterproof, so jump like cliff jumping with music, it's cinematic. Like it slows stuff down. It's um, yeah. I'm so about enhancing experiences with music, like yeah. I would say most people are. I mean, that shit's universal, dude. I mean. Like, someone asked me at work the other day, what kind of music you like? And I was like, you know, I don't like like any kind of music. I like matching experiences to certain types of music. Because there's, you know, there's music that is meant for when you are cruising down the strip with five buddies in the fucking car. And all the windows are open and you all are dressed nice, man. That Like, that's a certain kind of music. There's a certain kind of music for fucking working out. There's a certain kind of music for clubs. There's a certain kind of music for every type of thing. It's different for everyone, but it's really fucking cool to find that stuff. Um, Dude. Long idea. Good idea. Great idea. Never not climbing. Never not climbing. It's been an hour and five minutes. I would say that is sufficient. All right. We're going to end this thing, y'all. Thanks for sitting down, dude. Dude. I can't wait to come back. Oh, and by the way, um, last time I was on this podcast, just to just end this on a on a fun note, I uh, I think I tried to use some weird ass analogy about chess <laughs> to describe film. It involved artificial intelligence. I meant to say something along the lines of your protagonist should be the smartest character in your movie, because otherwise they'll lose, and then if they lose, you'll be sad. If your villain's your smartest character, usually the protagonist dies. Anyway. Never not climbing. You guys gotta go do your homework. In any case, I'll get y'all back with another episode soon. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sitting down, my man. It's been lovely. Peace! Another episode is done. Thanks for listening. Thanks for talking, Tyler. Uh, I will see y'all in the next episode. Peace!